0: If you went and lived in Angkor Wat, you can still live pretty damn cheaply. You can't live in
1: Angkor Wat.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I I was going to get a room in Angkor Wat. I will
1: call this temple my own, and I will stay here for three months and live very cheaply. Squatter's rights. Squatter's rights in the ancient temples of Angkor Wat.
0: This is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And
1: I'm Megzi. And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location-independent lifestyle.
0: Every Thursday, we'll show you how we travel the planet in style, full-time, for as little as $200 per person per month. And every Monday,
1: we interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent
0: online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. This is Travel Thursdays episode 031. Our feature destination is Chinookville in Cambodia. In this episode, we chill at the beach eating an epic kebab meal for $4 that'll feed two people. They're not
1: kidding when they say beach shack, my feet is in the sand, the water is right there, it is laughing up, it's gorgeous. And they make the most insane barbecue skewers. $4 and you get two skewers, a baked potato, salad, And the garlic bread. We also reveal some of the top scams that can put you out of pocket
0: and how to beat them they do all these scams where they steal the bikes so you take the bike out they give you a lock and then someone follows you and when you lock it up they've already got a key because they know who you are and they just go and take your bike they unlock it they take the bike they walk off because they're unlocking it normally no one's suspicious of what they're doing and then you get charged the money for the bike and they get all your money and then they get the bike back as soon as you've left the country okay welcome again to the show travel freedom podcast listeners hello
1: everybody welcome
0: how's it going
1: how's your week been is it nice you're so happy. Nice. It's Thursday. That means tomorrow's Friday. How awesome's that?
0: Mm-hmm. Travel Thursdays. So we're going to
1: give you some travel wonderlust today. A bit
0: of travel hacking. Like, we are going to be talking about how to live in Asia on $7 per day.
1: Yes. Now it is possible because we did mention earlier about how we had a $7 a day.
0: In a previous episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. In a previous episode about how we did it in Europe. So if we did it in Europe, well, we did it because of house-sitting, but you can totally do it in Asia.
0: Yeah, it is possible. Whilst we were there in Cambodia, in fact, is where we'll be talking about today in Shionookville, which is down by the beach. Ah, Very nice. nice. Yes. And those days of toes in the sand drinking a beer on the beach were very nice. But uh, in Cambodia, we got it down for us personally to $15 per person per day. And I know you're going to be like, you just just said seven. seven." Seven. Yeah, all right, shut up, listen to me. Right, so we had a lot of people that we met. There's a couple of guys that were in the band that I was working with whilst I was there, just doing some casual gigs, making a few extra dollars on the side. They were actually living on a much lower budget than us. So we worked through how they were spending their money. We looked at how we were spending their money, our money. And it's pretty- How we
1: were spending their money.
0: I was spending all of their money. Uh, because you we
1: were the band leader. I,
0: I wasn't really. Okay, This. Lots of reasons why you could figure out a budget for $7 per person per day.
1: It all depends on the style of living that suits you. We've spoken about this before. You know, some people like things a bit flashier. I have certain things like, I have to have a really nice bathroom. That's one deal breaker with me. I need a really nice bathroom and I just like to have a little bit of space. Other people, they're not so fussy and they're happy to deal with lesser things. So it comes down to your personal preference and what you're happy to live with.
0: Yeah, plus we spend a lot of money going to the beach to drink beer we did yeah because that was fun you could just go to the beach and not drink beer if you're not really a beer drinker then you wouldn't spend as much money as we did but anyway we've broken down everything there's actually an article on our website about this i'll give you the link for that later on but we explain exactly how our budget worked for $15 per person per day and how you could get to $7 per person per day by making just a few small changes
1: yeah so as we do discuss quite often it comes down to the big 5
0: yeah and accommodation transport etc those real important costs that really make or break your budget. So let's get straight into it with accommodation number one. We were doing it pretty cheap and we got our price down to $8.40 per day for both of us staying in one apartment.
1: Yeah, so this was actually a really nice little studio apartment we had. We had a little kitchen and bedroom space and then there was a separate shower and toilet that was really nice with air conditioning and there was also internet as well.
0: Yeah, so it was a really clean, really modern apartment. It was only like two or three years old. It was mostly expats in that block, so it was sort of all Western standard. We had a little cooker. And Um, it was
1: also a gated apartment block, and we had a security guard at night as well.
0: Yeah, so the $8.40 per day for two people figure that includes the price of the internet includes the price of the gas that we had to buy for the cooker occasionally includes the price of the electricity all of those bills so that's all in that's all your accommodation costs just covered eight dollar forty per day but if you want to do it a little bit cheaper my friend ravi who was the drummer in the band i was working with he was actually living in an apartment that was only sixty dollars a month
1: Super I cheap. mean, what? Yeah.
0: I'd never even realized that you could get monthly accommodation in Asia that cheap before for a proper apartment. I mean, it's a small studio apartment. This wasn't like a fancy place it like that. It was not like
1: the shape of a hotel room. It was like a yeah. small hotel room. But it
0: had the kitchenette area and it had the little bathroom area or well, shower room area. Yeah. So... Still, with that and the fact that he didn't have aircon, so if you want aircon in a hot country, it's going to cost you a bit more, then he had a fan instead. And his electricity bills were really low. And obviously, gas bills, it's barely anything. It's like a few dollars a month, if that. So he was spending about $3 per day. And he could have been sharing that apartment with someone else if he was in a relationship, but he was single. So that's like $3 per day.
1: That's crazy cheap.
0: Like, wow. So although we get house sitting for free, at $3 per day to have your own place, that's really pretty awesome and he had internet as well
1: yeah and also it was gated It just didn't have a security guard they
0: didn't have a security guard like we did so okay accommodation covered three dollars per day if you want it eight dollars forty a day if you want to have a bit of a nicer place number two of course is transport
1: yeah so you're not going to be paying as much because you're going to be in one place so you're not going to be having to pay for intercity buses or flights or trains or anything like that you just need to pay to get yourself around town when you need to go to the shops or go to the beach or something this
0: is a real key difference to having the sort of travel freedom lifestyle. You're not just going on a backpacking trip for a month and going around to lots of places. We talk about this in other episodes, but essentially because you choose to stay in one place a bit longer, you're cutting out all those major transport costs and all you've got to worry about is the local transport costs.
1: Yeah, so we decided to hire a moped because it's the standard form of transportation around Cambodia, everybody's got a little moped.
0: And it's the affordable form of transport.
1: Yeah, that too. So we picked up one for $110 per month and that included two helmets and a lock
0: yeah so essentially on top of that we also had to pay for fuel but the fuel that was actually really cheap is about a dollar 25 a liter so cheaper than australia or england or hong kong and lots of other countries this
1: was a couple of years ago when fuel was still quite
0: expensive no, this was only last year yeah, but but yeah before before the before the fuel went down this so it'd be even yeah. cheaper now so we reckon maybe we spent 50 cents per day on fuel but it's probably less we're being quite uh friendly with the amount of fuel there so we got it down as about four dollars 25 a day for both of us and of course we were sharing the motorbike yeah and this was a really decent motorbike right
1: once again we went for a nicer option we wanted a newer bike that was going to be more sturdy and reliable and also we wanted one that had good space under the seats so that we could keep valuables and stuff when we were riding around you could get much much cheaper bikes but yes. we liked this one
0: and you can definitely get cheaper bikes because we saw bikes for $60 a month. In fact, I think you could probably get it down to $50 if you're really but hard and we're trying to hire it for maybe six months at a time rather than one month at a yeah. time
1: but naturally with the bikes you do have to be really careful who you hire them from because there are a few little scams and that they get around with the motorbikes and stuff so we do have a few of them mentioned on our we did an article about that didn't we
0: yeah so do have a look on our website for scams in Cambodia just do a search in the search box on five dollar traveler and you can find more information out about that so essentially yes yeah, sixty dollars a month plus a little bit for fuel that can come in at two dollars twenty five a day and yes sharing so really really crazy cheap to be able to get around the town and the town's pretty small so you're not gonna spend that much money on fuel anyway it does depend where you decide to go and where you decide to live to lead this sort of lifestyle but just be aware you can get motorbikes really cheap for hire if you're doing long term when you get to Asia so next up food and drink of course yeah you gotta eat
1: you gotta drink well we do
0: yeah and the tap water isn't drinkable so we were having to buy tap water (laughs) We we, we decided to pay for it. We we decided to pay for tap water. Uh, We were having to buy bottled water, of course.
1: And this was for cooking and everything. So that is an added expense.
0: Well, what we actually had for cooking were these massive, massive oil drum type water bottles that were like 10 liters or 20 liters or something like that. And it only cost about 75 cents for one of those. Yeah, they were like
1: UV treated. Yeah,
0: so they're not like super, super healthy ones, but they're definitely not unhealthy like tap water there is. So, they were good for
1: yeah, good for cooking and washing dishes and stuff. You wouldn't want to drink it so much. It just doesn't taste nearly as good.
0: No, but some people do drink it, and we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, if you're eating street food and if you're cooking at home and you we like to eat well and we were buying some Western products, we were buying cheese and stuff, it's just because when you're on the road for a long time, you don't only want to live off local foods. It's nice to have those home comforts as well. Also,
1: we're slightly addicted to yeah, cheese. Yeah, we are addicted to
0: cheese. That's a problem. So if you weren't addicted to cheese, you would spend less, but we estimated we were spending $10.00 per day on average for both of us which is still pretty damn good really and that did mean having those western products as well and we did go out and also we had restaurant meals
1: yeah we enjoyed going out quite a bit
0: yeah so those things do start to add up in cambodia you're paying maybe three to four dollars for a restaurant meal occasionally a bit more if you go to a fancy place depends what you're getting so yeah it can end up being more but ten dollars a day is going to be a very nice standard of cuisine living if you want to cut it down a bit then two minute the, noodles. Yeah, two minute noodles. Fresh fruit and veg from the
1: markets mm-hmm. and noodles and eggs. Eggs and you're, yeah, paying a, you're fine.
0: Paying less than a dollar for ten eggs, you're paying less than a dollar for a kilo of tomatoes. You know, a portion of noodles is like twenty cents. The bread in Cambodia is the French bread. They make yeah. they bake it fresh every day, you get a baguette for twenty cents. So Oh, we figured if you were sort of maybe drinking those big refill bottles, the twenty-litre ones, rather than the more expensive sort of one and a half litre bottles, and if you were mainly cooking at home or eating the really cheap street food that's like a dollar for a portion you could easily do it on under five dollars a day we're estimating about just over four dollars a yeah. day
1: and remember that's a two-person price
0: yeah that's for two people to eat you see you make up a meal of super noodles and egg and whatever we did that a few times as well to keep costs down just for us because it's yeah, tasty we just
1: loaded it up full of vegetables and stuff as well and yeah $4.40 per day for both of us if it's just the one of you it's half that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that could be so cheap. Okay, entertainment. You are going to be wanting to be entertained in some way, There's I'm guessing. lots
1: to do in Shea too.
0: In terms of like hanging out, meeting people, going to beaches, riding the bike up to waterfalls, you know, it's all that sort of... General, nice, chilled out beach resort sort of stuff.
1: But it is also a bit of a party town once night time comes in. So you can head to a couple of bars and see some live music, which is what Tom was getting paid to do. Mm-hmm, a little bit, yeah. Or there was like karaoke on, or pool comps, and yeah, there's lots of really random stuff going on around town.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, you could go and watch a live band and only have one beer for seventy five cents if you wanted to be really stingy and save as much money as possible. Or of course, because fifty to seventy five cents was the average price of beer most of the day you can have a few drinks really cheaply anyway. I mean, hell, we're not the ones to be advertising responsible drinking campaigns on this podcast. No, you listening to the wrong people if that's what you want.
1: No, we say go get drunk.
0: Yeah, why not? And the beer is cheaper than juice and tea at almost any place that you drink when you're there. So. Obviously, not everyone is going to be happy with just chilling out, meeting people, and socializing. That's something we like to do. Other people might prefer to go and visit temples and do all the usual backpackery stuff. Not as many options for that in Chinookville, but there are other places in Asia, like like Chiang Mai, for example. A totally. lot of people are going to Chiang Mai to spend a longer time living there.
1: Also, different parts of Cambodia. Yeah,
0: if you went and lived in Angkor Wat, you can still live pretty damn cheaply. You can't cheaply. live in Angkor Wat. <laughs> Sorry, I, th- I was going to get a room will, in Angkor. Wat. I will
1: call this temple my own, and I will stay here for three months and live very cheaply. Squatters' rights. Squatters' rights in the ancient temples of Angkor Wat. Angkor
0: Wat for free, surely. Siem
1: Reap. As Siem. long as you,
0: you have to dress sensibly if you're going to squat Exactly. In Angkor Wat. Oh my
1: goodness, don't even go
0: there. No, right, we don't want to talk about that. Remember to bring conservative clothes if you visit Angkor Wat. Anyway, as, as far as Chinookville goes, we had a lot of fun doing all the socializing stuff. There's a nice expat community there. There's also a lot of tourists coming in and out the whole time, so we found it very easy to meet people whilst we were there. Lots of fun. And we averaged we're saying about $3 per day and so that might be $6 for a couple so $3 per person per day for just going out and generally having fun uh, some days you're going to spend more some days you're not going to go out at all just depends on how you feel so it sort of averages out at that much if you wanted to do it real cheap as you said just don't, don't drink,
1: drink. enjoy the beaches enjoy the sunshine and then you know sleep at night and get up the next morning for the sunrise and do it all again yeah and of course go snorkeling and yeah you can
0: all go snorkeling stuff. pretty cheap as well Get your own snorkel from the market for a few bucks and then you can go out to any of the stretch of beaches. There's lots of tropical fish.
1: Entertained for days on end. Yeah, we did lots of snorkeling.
0: It was awesome. Yeah, I mean we reckon like $1.25 a day, that will get you a beer or a cup of tea and go towards whatever other snorkel equipment you want to buy. Yeah. Really, you don't have to spend anything to be entertained. It's just one of those places you can hang out and there's so many other travelers to chat to. And yeah. So everything else. What else did we spend money on?
1: Well, we had some additional money for laundry. We had a lovely little laundry lady that came around and she would be like, hello. You'll have your laundry for me today, and I like, darling. "Yes, hello, darling." She was so funny, but she would come and pick up our laundry on her moped and then take it away, and it would come back all washed and cleaned and folded nicely. And I didn't have to do any laundry, which made me very
0: happy. Yeah, no, we didn't have to spend this money. You could do your own laundry, and that would be what we'd suggest if you want to do it super, super, super cheap. But we just thought, why the hell not? It's really affordable to get your laundry done. So.
1: And she was really nice, and, and it's nice, really nice to give money to you know keep her business going. Yeah,
0: because like re- she actually employs quite a few people in her laundry business. She's like the English speaking member who goes around collecting everything and chatting to the expats. And then she's got a team of people doing the actual laundry. And so they're all employed because we're getting our laundry done. So, you know, that's a nice way to contribute whilst also getting something for yourself. So it's a nice selfish way to contribute (laughs) if you want.
1: (laughs) Exactly. But
0: yeah, they need business and that's good that you're doing that rather than just hand washing, which is boring anyway.
1: Also, things tend to break and wear out. So there was a few dollars here and there spent on clothes and shoes and toiletries and... New sunglasses, you know, because guys will come along the beach and sell you sunglasses. And you're like, actually, mine are pretty broken. (laughs) I bought one pair
0: of sunglasses for like 10 bucks. And now
1: you still have them. And now you're like, actually, my sunglasses are kind of broken. I probably should buy a new pair. (laughs) I need to go
0: back to Cambodia and get more sunglasses cheaply. But we're estimating about $4 per day and this also includes the cost of visas because we had to buy a visa. We couldn't stay there for free like in some of the other countries like the Philippines where there's no visas for your first month, that sort of thing. So we spent $25 per month on visas and a little bit extra on all of those other bits and pieces and we estimate, yeah, $4 per day for two people. Now, obviously the visa is something you can't avoid no matter how cheaply you want to live.
1: Nope, gotta get it. Unless
0: you wanna get arrested. So even if you're doing this super cheap, you might be able to scrape it down to $3 per day if you don't get your laundry done and you use soap rather than shower gel, things like that. If you really yeah. don't care about using shower gel and just want to use soap, then
1: yeah that's you go. much why not? I mean, yeah. we've done
0: that before, like a few times. We, we don't care really either way, but shower gel's nice. nice. So it's nice little luxuries. It doesn't cost very much, does it? Okay, so. <laughs> that's how, it, that's everything. How do our final figures come up? Now, as we said before, staying as a couple, these are prices for a couple. Those numbers added up based on our actual spending, $29.65 per day, per couple so sharing an apartment obviously helps, that sort of stuff. And for the super cheap, cheap, cheap person, we reckon you could do it for thirteen ninety a day, so about $7 per person if you're sharing, a bit more if you're flying solo.
1: Totally, so once again, it costs a lot less than what it would cost to live at home.
0: Yeah, and for $30 a day, you can have, I think, a nicer, more laid back, pleasant quality of life than we'd have had in Brisbane spending well over $100 per day to live in Brisbane and go to work all the time. Yeah, totally. So obviously, we were working, we we're working on the blog, but that's stuff that actually interests us rather than being stuck in a job.
1: There yeah. were quite a few days that we spent working on the beach with a beer. Yeah. Just saying.
0: There is nothing wrong with working on the beach. A lot of the bars had Wi Fi, and that was a really cool way to get your work done. So if you wanna jump on our website and get the full lowdown on all of those exact details, then you can go to travelfreedompodcast.com slash seven per day. And that will take you straight to that article. Right now we're gonna do a little bit of live stuff from when we're in Chinookville. One of our favorite places that we used to go to all the time was this restaurant right on the beach. Very, very cool. And they served awesome beer for 50 cents. As we were saying earlier, 50 cents for a beer. Amazing, feet in the sand water going. Anyway, let's go over to that right now.
1: So our next feed is for barbecue. So we are at the Angkor Beach Shack, right? And they're not kidding when they say beach shack. My feet is in the sand, the water is right there. It is lapping up, it's gorgeous. And they make the most insane barbecue skewers. This particular one is a chicken one. You can also get pork as well, or shrimp. This one, chicken, $4, and you get two skewers a baked potato, salad, and a garlic bread. Can you afford it? Mm. Yes. Super tasty.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. The guys here know how to barbecue. It's just fucking incredible. Okay, it's story corner time.
1: Yes, we are going to go a little bit more in depth into the motorbike insanity of Yeah,
0: we did mention earlier, it's pretty fucking crazy. We lived there for three months and riding a motorbike was completely nuts. There just really
1: are no rules at all. Bikes come at you from all angles. They ride on the sidewalk. They ride on the wrong side of the road. If there's traffic lights, that doesn't mean anything. They will still come through the traffic lights. Yeah,
0: And after a couple of months, we basically stopped obeying road rules as well. Cause we're like, no one else does this. We are insane.
1: No, but um, the important thing is, is you really need to have eyes in the back of your head to get around the place. But the, the, I think the good thing is people there do drive a lot slower than what they would drive in Western society. So that's why you can adapt quite easily. In
0: general, but some of the guys in the four by fours would just race through the town oh, at like yeah. 60 miles an hour. you are like, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So obviously there's dangers. And as we mentioned earlier, you know, if you're going to be riding a motorbike abroad in somewhere like Southeast Asia, you should probably consider getting insurance. And because like, it's not just if you have an accident, but also they do all these scams where they steal the bikes. So you take the bike out, they give you a lock and then someone follows you. And when you lock it up, they've already got a key because they know who you are. And they just go and take your bike. They unlock it. They take the bike, they walk off because they're unlocking it normally. No one's suspicious of what they're doing. And then you get charged the money for the bike and they get all your money and then they get the bike back as soon as you've left the country
1: exactly so there are quite a lot of these scams getting around do make sure that you are covered no matter where you travel as always we do recommend world nomads travel insurance you can get five percent off with our discount code head to travelfreedompodcast.com world nomads and use our discount code wn5dp but As always, please, please, please make sure you double check with World Nomads exactly what it is that they cover and what conditions apply to hiring a motorbike because that can be different from your regular travel insurance.
0: Yeah, so aside from the continuous risk of death, you also had to avoid the police too because they are corrupt as fuck. It's insane.
1: Yeah, the police had a few secret places around town that they used to hang out and wait where we, as locals, like the longer you stay there, you realise where their little places are. But if you're a tourist, you You don't necessarily know where they're going to be, and they will make up any excuse to get money off you, and they will charge you $50, $20, $10. Really the regular fine is $2.
0: Yeah, if that. We think $2 is a fair amount of money for a bribe, but it it might be less for locals. That's just what we pay. Yeah. Well, we never pay. No, we never. That's what we were were willing to pay. That's what we'd be willing to pay if we'd ever got caught. Yeah, if you're on a one-week holiday, you don't really know the price. That's the problem. So people just be like, oh, $20 for a fine? Cool." I'll hand that over, that's not that much money. No, that's that's
1: less than Western prices, so that's going to be right. But they pull you over for random things like riding with your headlights on during the day, where most motorbike riders in Western countries know that you probably should ride with your headlights on during the day as a safety precaution. In Cambodia, it's illegal. It actually is illegal.
0: Yeah, which is crazy because riding at night without lights is completely legal, and they can't pull you over for that, although they might try. Like, go figure. What the fuck? It's, it's, it's really strange. So legitimate law, it's actually written down somewhere that you can't have your lights on during the day. It's like that thing in London where you're still allowed to piss on the back wheel of your carriage. Like, yeah, sure. If I take my carriage around London, I can piss on the back wheel. That makes sense. It's yeah, one of those weird things that was made up years ago. It's just not a useful law. It hasn't yeah. been got rid of. So the police just take advantage of it. And they actually fine foreigners for having their lights on during the day.
1: Yeah. So they have quite a few different tactics that they'll try to oh, find Oh, they'll try anything. Yeah. They'll try anything. So we had a few simple ways that we tried to deal with it. This well, actually,
0: is... we had one very simple way that we dealt with it yeah. almost every time. We didn't
1: necessarily recommend it, but it worked for us.
0: Yeah. In fact, you probably shouldn't do this at all. Let's say, disclaimer here, no, do not do this. But we basically, we'd accelerate. As soon as we saw them trying to stop us, we accelerate.
1: And just rode around them.
0: Yeah. As I said, we don't recommend this method. A lot of people who are staying there long term do it because they know it's just a bribe. It's two dollars every time. It doesn't matter if you argue with them and they're like, Oh, you're doing this, I'm like, no, I'm not. Oh, you're doing this, no, I'm not. They'll just keep coming up with things until you give the money. So, you know, it's like a tourist tax, isn't it, really? It is at your own risk, please. They're not gonna
1: chase you down, but no. it is at well, your own
0: We hope not. They never chased us. We have we had stories
1: a... of them like whipping out a baton and hitting people. Well, that never actually happened to us. But yeah, we don't recommend it. It's just what we did and we got away with it.
0: Every time, which yeah. was a lot of time. Yeah. It's like when you when it's every day and you're like every day I'm going to have like, to pay 2 to 4 dollars in fines because every day I need to drive to the market and every day the police are going to be in this place. Or I'm going to try and drive the other way and oh they've moved to a different place. You're like shit me, I can't spend this money when I'm trying to live on 15 dollars a day if I'm putting 4 dollars in the policeman's pocket for being corrupt. Like no freaking way. I'm just not in for that. And we know these people are quite poor and obviously they're doing anything they can to make a buck. But really putting on a uniform and scamming tourists, I don't consider that a legitimate no, way to No, they're meant work to be
1: the authorities. Like yeah. no like
0: that's going too far like on the other hand NGOs who are like the organizations that are helping young people in Cambodia, helping the Khmer's learn to cook. There's a load of these NGOs that are teaching people to be chefs, teaching people to be waiters, and you go to these restaurants and you do pay more for those restaurants than you would at a regular restaurant, but that money actually going to help people get proper education. That sort of thing, we're more than happy to spend money on it's that. It's
1: so worthwhile and they're trying to teach these people to be international hotel standards so that they can get a job anywhere in the world and not have to live on, a life on the streets. And we much prefer to give our money in those ways rather than giving it to scamming police officers on the street.
0: Yeah, exactly. But do be careful of the NGOs. Unfortunately, this is a problem with third world countries. Some of Mm -hmm. them are fake and Cambodia does have an issue. So do check them out online first before you start going and paying loads of money to an NGO for an expensive meal and see which ones the money is going to the actual kids to help them. Yeah, make sure they're
1: actually giving back to the community. Yeah,
0: because sometimes it's just some dude running a company going, I'm going to call it an NGO and make loads of extra money for myself.
1: Yeah, there's no real regulation. So uh, yeah, be careful with that one. Yeah.
0: This is one of the things with living in a third world country. You do live very cheap, but you do have all of these crazy things going on. I mean, speaking of the scams, for example, with the policeman, one of our friends who I was also playing in a band with him, he was the guitarist, Michelle, and he went up, he drove past this police guy, the police guy pulled him down. And he's like, cool, I'll just give you two bucks because that's what you do. And then I can drive off. And the policeman was like, "Uh, no, actually, I want some more. (laughs) So he was like, okay, $2 is the maximum I'm going to give you. So he literally grabbed the $2 back out of the hand of the policeman and just accelerated off.
1: But also he's like so (laughs) French. He's like the most... French that, man I've ever met. Yeah. So he would you have been like, you more than $2? more than $2? I give you enough. I would take it back and you'll get nothing and he rides away.
0: <laughs> I can't I can believe imagine. it.
1: It's hilarious.
0: Yeah, awesome. Like, scam the scammers back. If you don't want my $2, I know that's what the actual fake fine is. I'm not paying more than that. I live here. It's crazy. So, yeah, having a little motorbike and pottering around, going to from the apartment down through our sandy fields that was on the way to the road. It was, all, it was a pretty fun experience. I loved it. I yeah, loved it. I, I'd be happy to go back there again. It's really interesting and yes you are getting quite a good quality of life for $30 for two people per day it's amazing so the complete lack of rules is actually a really interesting way of living it's got charm it does
1: yeah i think that's what a lot of people like about it it's a bit of a more free way of living for a, a much better price a
0: free and dangerous way of living it's not going to be for everybody if you need those serious home comforts and you you worry about like going across a road where the traffic lights probably aren't going to work then yeah, it might not be for you. But seriously, if you do want to get out there and live somewhere different and really get a local cultural experience, the amount of people living next door to us, there was all just local people. We're in a house all by itself, this big house, there's a few foreigners living in this house and then next to it, it's just this whole little community of locals who are all so friendly. Yeah, they're
1: the, also especially nice. the kids. The kids are always great.
0: Yeah, we'll stick some photos on the show notes of all the kids that live next door to us. He and used to like
1: to let off fireworks. They did let off fireworks wake me up in, the in the morning, but I still liked them.
0: Yeah, it's a very cool place to have lived and we really recommend it.
1: Okay, it's the end of the show. I mean, it's travel format time. So yes, we do talk a lot about different forms of travel freedom. Although we have personally chosen to be digital nomads, you can imagine if we hunkered down in the place in Sheeran Oakville, $7 a day, we could have got our business sorted and built it up with, you know, really little outgoings.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, $7 a day, that's two and a half grand for a year. Maybe $15 a day, that's, that's about five grand for the year. This is still really freaking cheap, right? dollars, can you put five thousand dollars away, and then a little bit extra for flights and insurance? If you can put that money in a bank account over the course of six months, over the course of a year, however long it takes for you to save that, you can then just go to one of these countries, live at such an amazing price for a decent quality of life, and actually put the work into your business. Yeah. And that's what you need. You need the time to educate yourself and to work. You don't need to be distracted with a regular job and only get to spend one hour a day building an online business. You need to spend one more time on it to make it happen.
1: Yeah. But ultimately, you will be living pretty Spartan to do it on that sort of budget. Yeah. So what have you thought about if you doubled it? What if you saved ten thousand dollars? You'd be living like a king.
0: So what is your escape plan for travel freedom? you got to start working on it. If you haven't already got it set up, do it. You know, how are you going to find the time to rock your business and explode your income? It's going to be Thanks for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show notes and resources
1: for this episode are waiting for you at TravelFreedomPodcast.com.
0: So join us again for Money Mondays to learn how to supercharge your online income.
1: Or for Travel Thursdays, where we will help you travel like a prince on a pauper's budget.
0: We are waiting for your comments and feedback, so tweet us at MyTravelFreedom.
1: Or email info
0: at TravelFreedomPodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Mexi Catch us again on Mondays and Thursdays on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now.
1: Bye.